Welcome to the Mindful Dating Podcast, where it's all about helping you find healthy, lasting love without losing yourself in the process. Get clear on what you need most from a partner, develop a dating and relationship strategy that works for you, and practice self-leadership in all your relationships. Join your host, Dr. Yael Dubin, on her mission to discover how you can lead from your most authentic, courageous self and create a lifetime of joy and abundance. Hello, hello. Happy Thursday. It's Thursday at the time I'm recording this. It's really nice to be back here. I have the past few videos I've done have been pre-recorded and set up to run when I've been gone. I went to Nashville to see my bonus daughter graduate from Vanderbilt, which was an awesome trip. And um, Nashville's adorable. If you haven't been there, I totally recommend it. It's adorable. Um, so I was out for a little while and we've had a lot of stuff going on here at at our place. So I'm finally getting back around to getting online and doing a little installment of my of my normal weekly content. Before I hop into it, and this is a good one, it's one of my favorite topics, but before I hop into it, I just want to remind you all, we just wrapped up the four-day self-leadership challenge today, and the next big event I have is the Mid-Year Mindset Makeover, which begins on June 5th. So that is a very low-cost, three-week program, great starter package, and if you do the program and you end up deciding you want to continue coaching, you will get credit dollar for dollar. Every dollar you spend on the mindset, the mid-year mindset makeover, you can invest into, I will just give you credit for it on your, you know, take that much money off any package that you purchase. There's no obligation to purchase an ongoing package for sure, but it's a great way to dip your toe in the water in coaching. And the last time I offered it, it was super richly rewarding for both me and the participant. And yes, there was one. And for me, it was worth the money, even though there was only one person. So you know, it must have been a great experience because that it takes time. So I loved it. And she got a lot out of it. Um, I share her review on the on the landing page for it. So I'll pop the link in here in a little while. And you um, maybe I'll just go ahead and um, pop the link in now. And then you can look at the landing page and read what she had to say. Since Indeed, I had really great things to say about it. And if it sounds like something you're interested in, you can go ahead and sign up for that. Um, if you don't want to look at the landing page, the um, the link is on. If you don't want to look at the landing page and you just want to go ahead and go to the purchase link, I'll put that up. And there is a coupon and it expires tomorrow. Um so if you want in on this, the coupon does expire tomorrow. And that's the coupon code. So you have all the information you need right there in the in the chat. I can't see the chat because of where I'm streaming to. So if you're chatting with me right now, if you're commenting back to me, please know that I can't see you and I will get to your comments in a minute or when I'm done recording. So I wanted to talk to you guys today about something. There's a relationship strategy that a lot of people try. They try it because they think it's safe and they try it because they think it's effective and they try it because they have this idea that if they do it, it's going to stop them from being too needy in a relationship and that because they won't be too needy anymore, the relationship's going to go better. But 
This relationship, even when it works, fails. This strategy is not a good strategy, and I'm going to tell you about it. So what this strategy is, is the strategy of self-reliance. And self-reliance is different from independence, and I'm going to talk with you a little bit about the difference, and then I'm going to share with you why self-reliance as a relationship strategy fails and how it undermines healthy, happy relationships. So if a person is independent, they can think for themselves, they can act on their own accord, they can ask for help, they can let other people in, they can be interdependent in relationships, they can need someone's help or need someone's support, they can be a source of support that someone else needs, that's okay with them. In other words, they can stand on their own two feet and still be part of a team. And that's super important because every team needs individuals who can play the game on their own, right? The Bulls played better when Michael Jordan played his best. The team plays better when all the players are playing their best. Everybody needs that individual ability. And then we have a team that goes together. Self-reliant people, on the other hand, they must do it by themselves. It's not that they can. It's that they must. They can't ask for help and they can't even allow someone to help them. They must do it alone. Letting other people in, accepting help from other people feels like weakness to someone who has chosen self-reliance as a relationship strategy. They don't know the difference between interdependence and codependence. So for people who are choosing self-reliance as a relationship strategy, it feels like the smart thing to do because it feels like, oh, I'm getting away from codependence and you know, therefore I have to set these huge strong boundaries. And I want to suggest for a second that this relationship strategy fails for a couple of reasons. And the number one reason is that this is actually an expression of avoidant parts. This is not self-energy talking. This is not the place within you where you are whole, where you are creative and resourceful. It's not the place within you where you have calm, clarity, compassion, and courage. It's actually a defensive posture that a part takes. And from this defensive posture, this part is really deep inside saying, I can't trust anyone, I can't count on anyone, and I'm never going to again, because if I count on them, they're going to let me down. And this part tells you that, ah, the way to not be codependent, the way to not get caught up in relationships with narcissists, with addicts, is to be super self-reliant. The problem is, with this strategy, that it undermines healthy relationships to the point that you still aren't getting your needs met and you still aren't able to have a healthy relationship. You might think you're doing better because you're all on your own, standing on your own two feet, but you're not actually in the kind of interconnected relationship that is actually healthy for people. And there are two important things about that, and I wanna talk about this on two different levels right now. The first level I wanna talk about it on is on the personal level and the personal outcomes to you of being someone who can't let someone in, who can't really be part of a team and allow yourself to need and rely on other people at all. There are some problems that it causes for you as a person. And the second is the problems that this sort of perpetuates out in the rest of the world right now, like the bigger macro level thing that we're all living within and living through. So on the first, on the first level, where it's just you as a person, when you give in to that defensive strategy, when you give in to the narrative, and it might be even in popular culture, well, you know, if you have an interdependent relationship that's codependent, it's it's horseshit. Um, in truth, 
we're all interdependent. We all need people. And I'll say this a million times. Now you'll hear this on my video. You'll get tired of hearing it. You didn't make the clothes on your back. You didn't grow the food you eat. I didn't make my glasses. You didn't build your car. You didn't build your home. You don't keep the, you really don't keep the lights on in your house. There's like a whole company that does that for you. You don't see your, your sanitation. You didn't fill the streets. Like we rely on each other for everything. And that's a beautiful thing. It's beautiful. If we care about the world, it's because we care about humanity and we care about what we can do in it. And we are all in this together. Whether we agree or not is a different thing. We are all sharing this planet at the same time. So you need people. You can't get out of that. And to pretend you do is to live a lie. So that whole self-reliant thing, I can do it all myself. You really can't. No one ever could. We've always needed social groups. So when you're living in that lie place, you're not really in alignment with reality. And furthermore, you're living in a complete odds with how you're biologically wired. We are wired, most of us. There are some people who are wired very differently, but it's not the average, not under the bell curve. It's a couple degrees, uh, a couple of sigma events out. Most of us are wired to need connection. We need other people. We are, it's like biologically wired in our brains to seek close people. And they actually, just as an interesting weird aside, some studies, and I don't know the actual sources, so if this turns out to be hogwash, I'm sorry, but some studies have demonstrated that the most people we can really take into our medium level circle is about 150. That we can have 150 people in our lives that we really kind of care about. And then beyond that, it's super hard. And, and um, people become sort of anonymous to us, which is going to get into the second piece in a minute. But right now, the thing to know is that we are definitely wired for att attack attachment, attachment, we are wired to connect, wired to attach, and to adopt this self reliant posture that says you don't need other people and to be pushing away all the time is to not deny your biological reality. And as you might not be surprised to know, there are some biological effects of trying to live that way. Because your biological reality is you are wired to attach, wired to connect because it helps you stay healthy physically. It helps you stay healthy physically for primal reasons back in our evolution that we couldn't really hunt most of our animals all by ourselves. So we needed to do that as a team sport, but it also creates a great deal of stress because we couldn't biologically produce our own food or catch our own food or gather enough of our own food. We needed company to do that, it triggers a lot of stress. And just a couple of weeks ago, as a really weird coincidence, the Surgeon General declared loneliness to be a national health emergency. And loneliness really is related to this position of saying, I'm self-reliant, I can do it my own, I don't need other people, I don't need that. And the, the pushing away of the, of the closeness. And I'm not saying that if you're lonely, it's because you have adopted this this self-reliance strategy for relationships. But what I am saying is when you adopt the self-reliance strategy for relationships, that social isolation that's part of that strategy does produce the same health effects that the Surgeon General was talking about a couple of weeks back. So that's how it's, it fails on the first level because it's physically unhealthy for you. It psychologically does not promote your ability to have healthy relationships. And when you don't have healthy relationships and you don't let people in and you can't form that commitment, you just end up sort of in a reinforcing circle where you continue to believe you can't trust people because you don't try. You don't, you don't test the waters. You don't learn you don't heal the parts that have been hurt and you don't learn how to take baby steps towards trusting people and learning what you can trust them for and how much, et cetera, et cetera. 
So it doesn't get you the love that you really want and crave, period. So it's not that safe of a relationship strategy because it has health impacts, emotional and physical. And so that's one level. But then let's talk about the macro level that we're living through right now. And this one is going to be a little bit poorly thought out. And I apologize because it's just occurring to me that this is related to the Surgeon General's conversation a couple weeks back or a month or so ago saying that loneliness is a public health crisis in America. We do have a lot of people who we're trying to get out of codependent relationships. We're really trying to change relationships in pretty radical ways because a lot of the structures that we had relationships under don't work for us. A lot of us are really opposed to patriarchal and sexist and racist and oppressive systems. And I think those are all valid points and all reasonable goals to include pe more people in the benefits of culture. The problem is that a lot of the stances that people are taking against relationship, actually, it's a push. It's not a self-led, hey, you know, I actually want to expand my circle of relationships and create relationships with people different than me. What it becomes is I can't trust people. I can't trust people. I don't want to know those people. I can't trust those people. And that disposition is adding to a lot of the problems that we're experiencing on the macro level. That push for self-reliance, which is different than independence. And if you're just dropping in now, independence and self-reliance are very different categories. In independence, you can stand on your own two feet and you can also play as a team. With self-reliance, you must stand on your own two feet and you cannot play on a team. Those are different. When you adopt the posture of self-reliance, you actually, in a sense, become a person that other people cannot trust. Because you won't connect, you won't attach, you're pushing away at relationships in ways that you are not conscious of, but in ways that get communicated through your nonverbal, not all your nonverbal cues. 90% of communication is nonverbal. So when you're communicating, people are untrustworthy. I don't want to be in a, on a team with you. That not only keeps you isolated, it also creates an isolating situation for others around you. And I don't know for sure. I haven't done any studies, but as I'm having this conversation and remembering the Surgeon General saying that loneliness is becoming a public health crisis and really talking about premature death and illnesses that are related to social isolation, I can't help but wonder if that inner work of healing the disappointments isn't somehow capable or possible of slowly healing some of the rifts that we are experiencing as a collective whole in our society. So when you choose that strategy of self-reliance, where you think it's you against the world, or you think you have to do it alone, you can only stand on your feet because you can't be in a relationship and be on your own two feet, you have to pick. You're cutting yourself out of really good things. And you're also missing an opportunity to do the piece of the healing of the collective puzzle that is yours to do. And yours to do is to heal that relationship piece and to heal those disappointments. Because I'm, I'm going to say the existential resentment that we all have and the angers that we all foment about the millions of things that don't go our way in life. Those are things that are, that are really eating away at our culture and our society. And as you start to heal that and you realize that actually you're interdependent, of course, you can stand on your own two feet and you can play as a team and you can even start to heal that pain within you so that you can play on more teams with different people. 
and help them become included, you transform the world you're living in. And for me, personally, this has been a whole, a whole long, slow process throughout my adulthood, which is going on some decades now, because I was raised in, in a home where being self-reliant was the only way to be. I wasn't allowed to ask for help as a child. So if you had a family like that, we are, we are sharing something in common here that's very deep. Self-reliance was considered superior. And the reality is it isn't. The reality is it's dangerous. It's dangerous for so many ways. It's dangerous for you as a person, physically and mentally. And I believe it creates an undermine. It creates mistrust socially and it undermines our ability to, to form community. And that is a bigger bigger topic, but I really did want to just sort of link it in since it came to me in the middle of this conversation. And the, the reasons that self-reliance fails is because you cannot play as a team. That means other people aren't going to trust you. They're going to feel the push away. You aren't going to be able to have a relationship where people come through for you because the people who can come through for you are not going to want to be pushed away all the time. So if you can recognize yourself in some of this, and if you're saying, oh yeah, you know, actually self-reliance might not be such a good strategy, please hop into my Mindful Dating Women's group. It's a free group here on Facebook. I share information all the time, and some of you might be watching this on that free group page. And I would love to hear how this resonates or how this lands with you. Take care and have a wonderful weekend. Bye now. Thank you for listening to Mindful Dating with your host, Dr. Yael Dubin. If you're ready to shake up your dating routine and transform your approach to relationships, go to BahiraCoaching.com where you can sign up for our newsletter, pick up your free digital copy of 5 Keys to Finding Lasting Love, and even schedule a free call with Yael now. Bahira Coaching is on Facebook and Instagram. Stay up to date with our programs, literature, and watch live sessions with Dr. Dubin. Links will be included in the show notes. Tune in next week when we'll share more about how you can find lasting love without losing yourself in the process.